this is this is free tuition right here. I mean, we are your host. Um, you guys may know me from the RNC Radio guys, um, Platinum Chanel Boy, Jeff, whatever you want to call me. Everybody knows it. Um, and right now, I got my two co-hosts as well. And we've been talking about this for what? Almost has it been a year? It's been a year. It's it, been a year. It's so been a good while. Jeez. Yeah. So I got young Scott. That's right. Scott B, aka Scott Stockton, aka SB the Ghost. We got we got all the all the We're AKAs here. off. Malone, We're here. Malone JR. Yeah, young, yeah. young young Eclipse. <laughs> Malone, Malone JR. Young Malone, aka uh uh first name Malone, last name Malone, you know what I'm saying? You wanna do it. <laughs> You know, this, no, that's me. That's me. You won't hear no Michaels on this on this on this <laughs> podcast. Probably more than likely, we won't be calling you Michael much. I highly doubt it, but you know, it's all good. It's all good. We'll rock out. We're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more free tuition and more. We're gonna how crazy the season was. I know Scott's gonna have a lot to say for uh, sure, for sure. <laughs> about this past season and maybe oh, even the season <laughs> maybe even the season before that because uh your Clemson Tigers have basically emerged as a uh yearly title contender uh, they're the team favorite. right now. yeah favorite every year um controlling no. the ACC fairly well yeah and and Mona I hate it because I know where it all stems back to and I know you do too <laughs> And ever since that that play, we in Clemson we call it fourth and sixteen. Right, right, right. And ever since that, uh, again, and for those who don't know, I'm referencing it was Clemson LSU. I believe it was Chick Fil A Bowl. Chick Fil A Bowl. No, crazy, crazy, crazy. True story, man. I was <laughs> in New Orleans, um, having like a great time. Like during that game, um, I was in New Orleans. I think that was like, uh, like New Year's, like all all around there, like New Year's weekend. Yeah, or and I think it was twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in the city, like getting it in, and this happens. And you know, I just remember having a good night after that. But that was a sour start, to say the least. Yeah, and so ever since then, the the tide is just you know, no no pun intended, but the tide <laughs> turned. No, it's, it's a pun. It's a pun there. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, and so, like, you know, and I think I was talking with both of you guys when Deshaun was coming in as a freshman, and I was yeah. like, yeah, we got you know, a this lot of This guy is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, I didn't think he was going to be college football player of the decade good. Right, right. But he was special. And I and, and freshman year, Deshaun, like, had he not gotten hurt, who knows what no, would happen right. that you're year. Right. You're right. Um, you let, let us hear a good bit about Deshaun. And it was to the point where it's like, okay, we, I got to see it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Because we, we all get, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Trojan, you know, fight on. But we all get talent. You know, we all get the guys. You know, LSU always has a great recruiting class. Clemson, even uh, my sucky-ass Trojans, they always have a pretty solid recruiting class. So we always get the guys. But it's really about – the performance and how they end up doing when they get out in the field. And Deshaun was really the one. I mean, okay. Yeah. He um, just by far probably the greatest player in Clemson football history. <laughs> right, right. Um, for now. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a kid we're going to talk about a little later on that, <laughs> oh, you know, we're, we're going to talk about. <laughs> um, but for now, greatest player in Clemson football history. And uh, That's and, fair. 
it's just been a wave, you know. I mean, and Dabo got Dabo is I, yeah. Let me tell y'all, man. Dabo is God here. <laughs> he is God in South Carolina, in upstate South Carolina. He can't that do that man wrong, can huh? go anywhere and do anything he wants. But he's so humble, and I know y'all see it. Like, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's a he's great guy. He seems like a good guy. He seems like a good guy, man. Yeah. And so I think just, you know, the kids are buying into the system, and that's just got the recruiting picking up, and the recruiting has gotten better and better. You know, we'll talk a little bit more about upcoming recruiting classes and, and all of that. But, uh, yeah, last year was uh, definitely definitely one to remember. Now, let me ask you guys, because, you know, to me, I look at it, the NFL has been has had, like, this dark cloud over it, you know, because of, you know, a lot of the kneeling stuff and all, the, all that stuff. You know, it kind of just – it just put this weird thing over the NFL. And I feel right. like – uh, the tide changing, as you said, no pun with, you know, Alabama and Clemson, because Bama has been was was on top for a long time. I and mean, they still are ultimately like they you know, they're, they're still uh, champions and they still are going to compete year to year to year. Um, but with Clemson kind of stepping in, I mean, I know people that's like, hey, as long as it's not Bama, whatever, you know, we'll, it, it, we'll we're fine with it. So I, I kind of feel like NCAA or football, college football in general, it got a little, a little boost. You know, it's like people were kind of looking for football without the, the, the drama per se. Did you guys feel any of that or? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think it's a lot of parody more than anything because there's so many stories out there with Oklahoma, like back to back Heisman's. Um, Texas is kind of back on the come up. And then, of course, LSU, you know, Malone, you guys are. Always competing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I feel like no one wants uh, one team just to be dominant all the time. You know, it's it's cool to have, like, a little bit of balance in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like you alluded to earlier, I mean, there's a lot of teams that recruit well and uh, are doing good. I mean, um, yeah, LSU is, you know, definitely one of those teams that's kind of always on the cusp. Uh, just like a lot of teams that kind of just be – you know, right there, just have like one or two pieces missing. But, um, you know, it's just one of those things, but it's just what makes the game great. But there's a lot of balance out there right now, which is cool. It literally comes down to some of those games. It's like one game can – like that's the thing with, with college football. If you're not familiar, especially with, you know, the new playoff system uh, started some years ago. Uh, I mean, I call it new. It still feels kind of new, but uh, it, it does. But you know it, it's it's not really new anymore. But I guess in the in the spirit of historical football stuff, it's new, right? So it's it's one of those things, you know. Throughout the season, hey, if you don't win certain games, that may be it for you. And you know, I know all three of us outside of the podcast, we've discussed expanding these playoffs. And like, what, do you think an ex, an expanded playoff series? for 2018-2019 season would have changed anything on the outlook? Or was that kind of – you think it was Bama-Clemson the whole time? No. It was Bama-Clemson Bama the whole way. I, I think a 16 playoff would have made – because then you get Georgia in there. And Georgia, they were good. And uh, I think they could have made some noise had it been six teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember who number six was. Uh, I'll have to look uh, back at the rankings, but – you know, I mean, you guys kind of see where I'm going with it. I mean, obviously, probably, yeah, it would have stayed, still been Clemson and Alabama, but 
I think if you go, I think six teams is the perfect number for the playoff system. I don't think it's four, and I don't think it's eight. Yeah, I wouldn't go any more than six, personally. Yeah, no, six is definitely the correct number to have. Gives you, you just got, enough balance. Yeah, because you got you got something to fight for now for being number one and two. Because mm-hmm. they're going to get automatic buys. Right. And then you got the three and six and four and five matchup. That's crazy. I got, I got a stat. I got a stat that I wanted to pull out with that, how you bring up that four seed. Since the uh, college football playoff has started, there's been um, a team outside the top ten in the preseason rankings that makes the playoffs every year wow. since it's been wow. going on. So, wow. yeah, man, uh, that four seed is really the real deal because more than likely that's a team that came from outside the top ten that started the season off. Mm-hmm. And that's been a team that makes the playoffs every single year. One Crazy of the stuff. things that I want to—that's a—that's a great point. But one of the things I also want to look at is like, hey, I think expanding the playoffs. You know, you get to this thing where maybe losing to Clemson or losing to Alabama or an LSU may not weigh as much because you know, Malone, we've discussed this, right? You and Bama could have a great series, a great game, yeah. and maybe somebody loses by three points. You may not fall that much in the rankings because, well, hey. From the competitive that's, standpoint, that's very real. I will. I we'll probably get into this later, but yeah, that's um as far as getting to like the college football rankings, who we think is going to be in the playoffs and all that. I tell mm-hmm. you, uh, LSU is definitely one of those teams that is in a, a unique situation where they have um, multiple avenues to be able to get into the playoff. I right. feel opposed to other teams just because of the schedule that they play. Right, right. And it's the type of team that they have. You know what I mean? They could easily be in a situation where, okay, um, let's say they beat Bama, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, lose in the championship, um, an S championship. But it's like, okay, but you still beat Bama, still beat Texas early in the year who we played week two. And, you know, you're in a situation to still succeed. Opposed to other teams and other conferences where, you know, you lose and you're out, like, kind of like you mentioned. And, uh, yeah, it's just different. It's different. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a case-to-case basis, but LSU is definitely one of those teams. There's others out there. Um, LSU is definitely one where they have multiple avenues to get into the playoff. Which is just, don't say, just don't say USC, man. Hey, man, USC, man. <clears throat> let's not – I don't want – I didn't – We'll move on. Yeah, we'll move that wasn't on. a segue we'll to try we'll to – I don't want to – maybe another, maybe another time. We're going to get into this, this uh, Florida versus Miami game. Right. And that was a great game. And that's kind of where I was alluding to. Man, don't get me started on Florida. No, no, I'm I'm just saying. I'm just saying because, hey, as far as falling off, that could have been been it. Dude. Yeah. Florida is garbage. They're questionable. They should have won that game by, like, three touchdowns. Right, right. I mean, they they, should have won the game convincingly. I think uh, Felipe Franks. Who? It's funny. There's a. <laughs> no, there's I'm, a gonna, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. Gonna, I, no, no. I'm gonna. Let, I'm gonna let Malo go ahead and get off on, on Felipe in a minute. But like, to me, that that and that's that was my thing. It's it's talking about you know a potential team that could have really ruined their chances. And uh, I want to talk about Florida here because you know that was what Saturday Saturday night, uh, August 24th. Um, Miami faced number eight Florida, um, right, right, right. and the game. You know, it, it was a it was a great one. It was a good one. Felipe struggled a little bit earlier, but it ended up twenty four to twenty win for Florida. But hey, man, if Miami would have pulled that off, 
we maybe we'd be having a whole different conversation right now about that. Miami almost pulled off like three times. Like that game should have been over like three times in the last five minutes. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then I'll never forget. And and I'm sure y'all saw Steve Spurrier's face after when it's like what two minutes left and they throw the ball and Felipe Franks just throws that pick. Yeah. Yeah. And he tossed it to him. And Spurrier became like a meme, didn't he? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, because he's like, what the hell are y'all doing? Like, right. My thing is, is with Florida, I don't think they're going to be real because Felipe Franks, what is, he, is he a junior this year? Is he a sophomore? He's a junior, I believe. I think so, yeah. And a redshirt sophomore, something like that. He, I don't know. Jaron Williams outplayed Felipe Franks. They lost, but I think it, besides the fact that he got sacked 100 times, Right. I think right. Jaron Williams was the better quarterback which was, which when was he wasn't, wasn't getting all, sacked. Wasn't all his he was hitting his passes. Yeah, the sacks weren't yeah. all his issues. You know. Yeah, you could tell yeah. when Jaron Williams had time. He was when Jaron Williams had time. He was he was making plays. He like I was there was a couple passes when he was making. I'm like, oh wow, like this kid's pretty accurate. He's solid. Yeah, he was pretty solid. But I mean, I think he had like a freshman left tackle, which is his blind side. You know, right, so right. that's of course he's gonna go. That's that's, that's, that's as real as it gets. Yeah, that's as real as it gets. You know, in Florida. If they have anything, they're going to have a defense, and especially a defensive line. So they have to deal with a Florida defensive line. Uh, that, was, that was the real deal. But, yeah, man, Felipe Frank, shout out to Felipe, man. Should have came to LSU, but that's how, not how, that's what, how close was that? How close you don't want him alone. Well, well, you know, honestly, yeah, I'm happy, I'm happy he didn't come, ultimately. But, yeah, uh, Felipe Frank was an LSU commit for about a year, I want to say, and then um, he backed off his commitment. And uh, decided to go to Florida. I don't think he's necessarily lived up to the five-star billing that he's gotten, but it's a long so, season. Yeah. Um, it's a long season. Dan Mullen is a great quarterback developer as far as I'm concerned. LSU has dealt with him in the SEC West for the last couple of years and Mississippi State. So uh, I respect what he's got going on over there. But, yeah, Felipe is not – he's not really it as far as what I've seen. Um, um, so where, where, what do you guys see how, – how do you guys see Florida – Florida's one of my board and Florida's one of my teams going down. So you my teams. So Florida's not gonna. They're not gonna hold on for long. No, that no way to go into that. Yeah, they're because they got to go to. They got to go play Malone and LSU in Death Valley. Yeah, I was actually just looking at their schedule. I mean, they got. I will say, Florida's beaten us, beaten LSU the last like. I think they've they beaten LSU the last like two seasons. So, I mean, I'm going to respect the opponent. Uh, but the last two games have been in Florida for weird circumstances. Um, usually it's like one year there, one year with us, one year there, back and forth. You know what I mean? But the last two years have been in Florida. They've lost both. So, I feel like this year is definitely going to be like a no prisoners type deal for – the Tigers. I mean, they um, have a stretch. And I, I mean, October, they got to go. I mean, they, it's Auburn, LSU, Gamecocks, Georgia. <laughs> that, that is a stretch. <laughs> that is that a Gamecocks hell of a stretch. Game, that Gamecocks game is on the road. And I'm about to say, you got to be careful. Is it? Okay. I'm a little worried about our game with them at the end of the year. They're going to be real. Hey, where's that game at this year? Ours is in Columbia as well. Is that Williams Bryce? Okay. Yeah, so I'm, a, I'm a little. I'm a little. I'm I mean, about to say that they, I'm not there. nervous to the point where I think we're gonna lose. But right, right. I think, I think it could potentially be our toughest game of the year. I mean, it's a rivalry game too, as well. So it's gonna be that rivalry game. Um, you know, as people say, Clemson, we play quote cupcakes. So I mean, if you, right, right. you know, <laughs> I'll, that, I'll let you get I off on that as the season goes as well. Your, hey, your, I, your schedule. 
I tell you, I've, uh, Williams-Brice Stadium in Columbia is one of the few SEC stadiums I've actually been to to see a couple games when I was living in South Carolina going to college. And that was um, – they got a good atmosphere. They got a good atmosphere up there. So it should be pretty cool for y'all. Now, well, Miami. Is, is Miami is Miami going to struggle after this one? Is it, it going to be tough for them to try to get back on and make something happen? Or is it just going to have to outperform, use their defense and make something happen? That left tackle situation is rough, bro. I do think it all is going to depend on, like, it's going to depend on basically what Malone is talking about. You know, their line is going to have to pick up because, yeah, they got eaten up. Um, but I think, you know, their schedule is pretty favorable. Um, you know, kind of just going back to strength of the schedule. I mean, they, you know, they have a nice draw. Mm -hmm. And uh, I do think Jaron Williams, when he can figure it out, like he's got to learn to throw the ball away. He's got to learn to keep his eyes up when he's scrambling. And there was one play where he, like, just stopped on a dime with a guy trailing him. And he knew he was there, but he just stopped anyways, he stopped anyways. to try to throw it. And it was like, what are you doing? But I think when they figure it out, I mean, you know, just looking at their – they got Virginia Tech at home, Virginia at home, Georgia Tech is at home. They have to go to Pitt. They go to Florida State. That would be interesting. But everything else, I mean, they got Louisville at home. They go to Duke. You know, they could they could end up still making it into the top ten, even with this Florida loss, in my opinion. Okay, yeah, that, that's I mean that's basically all I was curious. That's 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 big. That's big, Scott. Because they're, they're not. They're not. I mean, Miami's got a pretty good defense too. They're I mean, they did. They you know, they caused a lot of turnovers and they're gonna have to have some things go favorable in their way. You know, some teams yeah. are gonna have to drop. And they're gonna have Here to win. Florida, games. Felipe just suck, but you know. No, that's true too. That definitely. Felipe, yeah. Felipe is not that good right now. <laughs> he was doing a lot of taunting too, man. He was talking. Hey, about but shit. dude, like, you know what? Let me let me let me pay respect though, because when you look at the numbers, he threw for like sixty five percent and threw for like two fifty six or like yeah. two sixty five, something like that. So I mean, that's. But he did have at two the same picks. Time, I think, yeah, he did have two picks, two bad ones. Mm -hmm. But I think that's kind of his stats is kind of what I was alluding to earlier. Like, Dan Mullen is a really, really, really good coach. Right. And he can scheme up a quarterback and make any – I mean, Nick Fitzgerald last year or whatever. Not last year, but year before last. He, I mean, he made Nick Fitzgerald look like like he could make might be able to crack it in the NFL as a quarterback, for real. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was just one of those things. He coached Dak Prescott, you know. Um, that's yeah, especially so he might resume. he might he, he has a resume he has a resume so um he he might you know he might have have Felipe Lincoln pretty decent by the end of the year but we'll see we got one more uh tank team man it's crazy because Florida is one of LSU's opponents and I got another LSU opponent and I'm praying to God that this doesn't come back to bite my ass in a couple of weeks guys but <laughs> I got uh I got Texas as my other team who I don't really have too much faith in they're I'm getting all, a lot I'm of hype in on that I'm all in on that. Yeah, they're getting a lot of hype going into the season. I think Sam Ellinger is a pretty good quarterback. He's like a, he's a gamer type of quarterback. Um, does what he has to do to get his team to win. Maybe not put up gaudy stats or anything like that, but just does what he has to do. Um, they got some pretty good wide receivers. Uh, it's the Big 12, so you know how defense goes over there. But right. other than that, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean – I just don't think for the long, steady haul that they definitely got what it takes. Uh, I'm still rocking with Oklahoma as far as the conference goes until they prove me otherwise over the last few years. So, I think for me, my team, 
and and I'm, I just keep looking at schedules, man. Like just kind of like who's gonna lose where and right. Notre Dame. It's gonna happen. It's going to happen. Nine. Yeah, Notre Dame being ranked number nine, they're not gonna be ranked in the top twenty at the end of the year. They got wow. too many losable games, man. Um, they got to go to Georgia. Mm-hmm. They got to go to the big house in Michigan. They do play Southern Cal, Jeff, uh, October. They got to go to Stanford at the end of the year. Uh, they play Navy, which we all know Navy. They can be, you know, kind of surprising from time to time. They'll get you. They'll get you. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Virginia is no slouch. Virginia is going to have a really good – I think they're going to have a really good uh, year this year uh, in the ACC Coastal. Um, so, I mean, they, they don't have a sleep – a sleep schedule not not like they did last year last year aside from that 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 michigan game you know it's kind of a cruise hey scott i got something for you man um i wrote a stat down just today uh while i was sitting around um that i heard uh last time notre dame was in the ap top 10 they finished four and eight oh um so and like the last yeah, yeah, yeah. So you might be really on to something, man, with that one. Uh, so I'm kind of with you on that one. They got to prove it to me. They got to prove it to me. Yeah, last time they were in the top 10, that was 2016. The last time they were ranked in the preseason top 10, and they finished 4-8. So, right, let us yeah. go, man. Let us Yeah, go. they got to prove it. They got to prove it. Let they us got go. Georgia, I think it's like week three. Like, mm. Yeah, they're not winning okay. that game. They're gonna. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> they're not. They're not winning that they're game. Winning. <laughs> hey, but they, they do. They do have a returning quarterback, though. They have a returning quarterback. So we'll see what could happen, but I'm with you though. I mean, they gotta come in that heat. Wait, what, what month? What month is that game in? Anybody That's know? September 21st. Oh yeah, it's gonna be hot in still. Athens. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gonna be hot still. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, a mess. Yeah, That's a mess. For that. Yeah, they're not ready for that. Well, let's uh, let's move on. We we kind of got to talk about Miami and Florida and where that stands. Nice game to kind of start the season off a little bit. Nice big game, I guess you would say. Miami wasn't ranked, but it, you know, it, it's it's a nice game to watch. Yeah, Miami has history, so you know. Uh, let's talk about these dark horses, man. Hey, let me, I got one. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Be my guest, man. Go off on it. Hey, so, Scott, here, so check me out, Scott. I think a dark horse, I'm going to say is probably somebody outside the top 10, maybe. Right? Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you guys. A couple of my dark horses are not even cracking the, uh, well, I got one that's not in the top 25. And oh, wow. I got okay. One, I got one that's barely in the top 25. Very interesting. I got one that's really right outside the top 10 at number 13. I'm going with Washington. Okay. Um, they got a favorable schedule um, and a first-round quarterback talent in Jacob Eason, who is the Georgia transfer. Right. They get to play USC at home. Uh, they play number 11, Oregon, at home. They play Utah and Washington State at home. Their toughest road game is at Stanford. Which could go I mean, either way. Which could go either way. But for the most part, uh, I think it's pretty favorable for them to be ranked where they're at mm-hmm. and to be able to navigate that kind of schedule. I think Jacob Beeson is a really good quarterback. And overall, uh, Washington, the Huskies, man, they put out a lot of good talent. Every year, really. There's a lot of – you look at that, those NFL rosters. And hey, them kids get drafted. Lead, man. Yeah, I'm about to say they get drafted. drafted over there yeah, at Washington. They get drafted. Um, they make, they make a lot of good – they make a lot of good players over there at Washington. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's, 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 my, that's my dark horse. That's, that's what I got. You know, 
it's interesting because I was thinking about kind of staying in that ballpark, like around, you know, top 15, top 20. And one of the teams I keep coming back to is one of the teams that you just mentioned is playing Washington, and that's Utah, man. Okay. Utah, the reason I think Utah is a potential dark horse is because, like Washington, their schedule is pretty favorable. Their only, I think, tough game is that game at Washington. Um, Aside from that, I mean, they do have to go to USC, but they got Washington State at home. Uh, Arizona State's at home, uh, UCLA at home. They do have to go play Arizona, but we just saw Arizona's not real either. Um, Khalil Tate is probably the biggest fraud in college football history, in my opinion. Jeez. Oh, man. My God. Oh, man. <laughs> you just buried him. <laughs> he, he's, so, he's so not good, man. You guys remember when they were talking about this guy being a Heisman, like the, the Heisman favorite like a year or two ago? Yeah. It was crazy, and he's trash. And Kevin, someone he's trash too. And Arizona's trash. Um, but anyway, so Utah plays them at the end of the year. I think Washington's their only like you got to get over that game to get into the playoffs. Everything else is winnable. Washington is the only one that they're going to have to like really play that playoff caliber football. Um, but everything else, man, you know Utah, and they got the juice, man. Um, the line of scrimmage for Utah, both on offense and defense. I mean, that's what wins championships is that line right. of scrimmage, and, and they got it. They got defensive talent that could have went to the NFL last year that came back. And, uh, you know, we saw how that – Sometimes that's what it's about. Players. Yeah, it is yeah. about sometimes those key players that decide to just go back to school and, and not take it to the league yet. Yeah. That's true. You know a lot that's about true. that, Scott. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that helped. That's probably the biggest reason Clemson, you know, became last year's national champion is because – it wasn't just having those guys on an offense that were throwing up 50 points a game after week four, mm-hmm. but it was having that defense that was keeping everybody under 20. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more free tuition. You'll hear more from the boys. Yo, we need the, uh, we need the pay, the, pay the kids t-shirts. Pay the kids. Pay the kids. Pay the, please come and say. Pay the kids t-shirts. <laughs> pay the kids, man. Pay I'm the with kids. it. T-shirts, I'm with man. It. Hoodies, all that shit, man. We need that. All right, so I'm ready to talk about some preseason Heisman debate shit right now. Like, that's really what, to me, you know, because Heisman doesn't always, uh, you know, mean it's going to translate into the NFL. But, you know, it, the Heisman trophy, it's – do you feel like the value of it has changed? Like, do – like, I guess – even on nights when it's given out, like I, don't, I feel like social media doesn't even go crazy anymore for it. Uh, I think it's not as big as it used to be just because there is so much social media now. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I think it's still a big deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. As, yeah. A, as a whole, you know, it's, you got to give respect. But I, I, need I do you guys think that to... the trophy as a whole could be a little bit broader, though. Right, right. You think it's a little outdated, like just the... To this the... day, to this day, to this day, I will stand by... Tyron Matthews should have won the Heisman. <laughs> he uh, should have won the Heisman that year. Uh, that year that LSU went to the National Championship game in 2012. Um, Tyron Matthews should have won the Heisman that year. I mean, there's, there's just no, there's no debate. So basically, you know, I want you guys to somehow collectively come up with a top three 
preseason high has been going. I know we did we did have uh, Miami and Florida game, but I don't expect you guys uh, to put Franks in this anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but I need you guys to somehow collectively come up uh, and agree with a a top three preseason Heisman. Trevor. <laughs> All right. So hear me out. Sunshine. I got you. Check Lawrence. me out. Check, check me out. Okay. Um, Let's get it done. Let's see. I'm writing this down. So we can't, we not, can't go back. So yeah, for sure. Let's get this. Let's get this situated. Can, can we all agree yeah. Trevor should be one of these top three? Trevor's the top three. Yeah. Solidify. Okay. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's just about where he's going to be. Yeah. I'm just not giving him like a definitive number one. Well, per se. One, he's top three. Things things can for happen. Sure, so, yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. Because it's like Tua was leading that race just last year until he got hurt. And, you know, things kind of fell apart for him. But, you know, he was there last year. I don't see no reason why he wouldn't be right back there, especially with, you know, what they got going. I mean, it's still them. It's still them. You know what I mean? But. And I, don't get me wrong, this is not easy for me to say any of this, but I'm a realist. <laughs> and that's what it is, you know what I mean? But right. it's the truth. The kid is, I mean, yo, yeah. Good. So he's good. He's good. 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 T Law is right there, though. It's going to be those two battling it out. I mean, that's that's probably what it's going to come down to. You can probably sprinkle a little bit of from in there. Um, I got a couple other guys I guess we'll get into later, but, but so yeah. who do we got? So, so come in, who would be number three? Can you, guys, can you guys come up with a, with, with a, a, a number three in this? Hey, Scott. We go to the Heisman factory, man. I think we got to go look at Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma and put Jalen Hurts in the conversation. Scott, oh Scott, hear me out. Hear me out, Scott. We had never seen Jalen Hurts in this kind of offense, man. We've never seen it. Exactly. I can't give him that. I can't give him that yet, then. I can't give him that yet. Then. I can't put him in a race yet. Don't get no. me wrong. They are making them. They are making them. Oklahoma's making them. Oklahoma's making them. But we knew Baker Mayfield, and we definitely knew Kyler Murray. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we knew what was going on. We saw where Jalen Hurts came from and the type of offense that Bama runs, especially when he was in the games. We saw it. We saw it. You know what I mean? So this is something totally different for him? I don't know. But, hey, let let me throw one in there. Let me throw one in there. Besides, like, I know people try to throw from in there. Mm-hmm. This is alluding back to my Washington pick. Okay. Jacob Eason, man. Jacob, Jacob Eason, Eason is a first-round talent football player at the quarterback position, period. Hear me out. He could put up big numbers over there at Washington. He might be in the race. That's, that's, that's my little – that's my little – and as an outlier – for another position, I'll throw Jerry Judy in there, the wide receiver from Alabama, because he's the best Judy's wide receiver nice, in college nice. football. So we'll go with that. Judy's nice. So you got you guys you guys want to have Jacob Eason at three? Or um, Scott, do you do you Scott may him? not go with Eason? Scott may not go with Eason. I think number three is where we're gonna disagree. And I don't even know if I would put Jalen Hurts three. I think he's gonna be in the conversation. Okay, okay so who's your three then? So I keep going back and forth between a couple of different guys. Mm-hmm. Um I do think that this could be a potentially uh, good year for Texas. And I, I like Sam Ellen, Ellinger. I, I think he's Ooh. I think he's nice. I think he's nice. And if Texas has a good year, you can't not put him in the conversation. But that's an if, though. 
It's an if. It's a, it's all ifs. Because earlier, earlier, Malone, you said you said they may be a glass horse. That's this, that's that's one of my glass horses. And see, this is like, and this is kind of what you were talking about, Jeff, with the Heisman not having that same allure because it's not just about individual success. It's also about team success nowadays. Right. Because I feel like for you to be a It just is what it is, right? Like, you can't really – yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Like, basically, if you have a top player in, in the country, right, and he's clearly the best player in the country and their team is trash, he's probably not going to win the Heisman. Unless his name is Lamar Jackson, then yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, which I – you know, he stole that one from Deshaun. I, I, you, couldn't, you couldn't pay me enough to understand that, but um, – <laughs> All right, yeah. so we got a great. So, so what, what, what are we? What are we? What are we doing at three, man? What are we doing? Number three, hey man. I, I, I do like Eason. I need you guys to come up yeah, with. I do like Eason. Or, or we could go from from is maybe more this of a is, sure bet. Maybe this is going to change week to week. Uh, it's going to change week to week. I just want to keep yeah, it with yeah, this. this we're going to be talking about so much because Absolutely. yeah, this is all. You know, the Heisman is something. I mean, it's just like when we talk about this top twenty-five. It's going to change like week to week to week, which is why. I'm just glad we're going to have weekly episodes to go over all these changes because definitely. You know, oh, it's going to change. Fast. Let me throw one more out there. Let me throw one more out there. One more outlier as far as this goes. Shout out to my boy number nine, Joey B. <laughs> Joey Burrow. <laughs> Young Burrow. Right, come out here slinging. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit later. We'll get to that a little bit later. But I'm going I'm to throw my boy Joey Burrow as a dark, dark horse. Way in the back, but he might creep up in there. Who knows? But shout out to my man. You want me to go a little darker? I got, I got one. A go, little for bit darker. go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Dude, we're going to go all the way up north, baby, to Northwestern. You know who I'm, I'm going to. Hunter Johnson. Ooh, Bro, Hunter, God. okay. <laughs> I like it. I like it, Scott. I like Dude, it. I like Hunter it Hunter Johnson is the real deal. He should have been the starting quarterback that year that Kelly had the job all year. Okay. Um, when he was still at Clemson. Uh, for those who don't know Hunter Johnson, he was originally a Clemson player who uh, transferred out uh, with the arrival of Trevor Lawrence, which understandably so. Right. And he is getting ready to start uh, – well, he's getting ready to start his uh, – this would be his junior year, his redshirt sophomore. Um, well, he lost a year at eligibility. So, I guess he's going to be considered a junior. And uh, he's going to be probably the starter at Northwestern. And the kid's a freak. Is it going to be Eason or Fromm at three? What are you guys most comfortable with? Let's go. Let's go Fromm. He he's the safest. Yeah, let's go Fromm. Right he's now. the safest bet. Okay. So cool. These are so, all guys that like we're probably going to be talking about throughout the year. Of course, of course. Okay, so we'll go Fromm at three. So now, who is? It's, I mean, it's, it's Tua or Sunshine? One or two? Well, Trevor's one, man. Come on, Trevor's got to be one, y'all. Yeah, come on. Malone, do you have? Are you? Are, are, <laughs> Man, man, look, man. I'm. You got I'm, picked off that first drive. Look, man. Tua, look, man. He was hurt, man. Am I right or wrong? He was so, hurt. So, so you're saying so healthy, healthy Tua, healthy versus Tua, healthy Tua, man. I'm healthy I'm, Trevor. Healthy Trevor. Don't get me wrong. I think Trevor's a better long-term prospect. I'm just Definitely, giving. I'm, I'm so. just giving Tua the respect as far as last year. Mm-hmm. He was lead. I mean, he was. Ki- it was his, his, it was his award. It was. Until he got hurt. It you was. know what I'm saying? I, mean, I feel like we can all agree on that. It was I, his award. I, I do. I feel that way. So it's like, I'm just putting him right there at the number one spot, at least to start off week one. That's it. Just for right now, I'm, start, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping him at number one for right now. 
Scott, T-Law can you, may come can, out can you go with that? Can you go with shot. that? Because, yeah, I mean, we're talking about a week here. Next week, we could be like, oh, well, it's, it's you know, Trevor's got it right now. We can call it 1A, 1B, but okay. I'm not putting Trevor's not. <laughs> yeah, we, okay. It that way. Okay. I get it. Okay. So, get it. so it'll, be, it'll be Tua, Trevor, Jake Fromm, and, and that's how we're going to make it happen. Everybody else, yeah. Everybody cool. else. But we, we never know. All three of those guys may not be. We, we never know. I guess that's the, that's the glory of the Heisman. Uh, guys right. can get injured. Uh, teams can fall off. You never know what can happen. So, uh, And, you know, here's what I've been mostly excited about this podcast. Um, and I'll kind of give you guys some background. They, Malone and Scott have both kind of, you know, I'm sure you guys have noticed by now who they represent. Um, you know, Malone is from New Orleans. He is an LSU fan, uh, diehard. Um, Scott is from South Carolina, and he is a Clemson fan. Um, and, you know, there's this, this segment that I've, we're going to be doing consistently. Um, I feel like we'll probably give this segment every two weeks um, just because it's, you know, it's, it's going to be a lot, especially coming from YouTube, because I got to hear it from both sides all week <laughs> i mean I, I got a lot of lsu from malone a lot of clemson from scott uh this is the death valley dilemma okay so i'm gonna basically give you guys the floor uh you'll each have your time and i'm gonna let you guys get off on however you feel what you know, player predictions you play off are you guys playoff bound you know studs that you guys have on your team who may not make the team, who may ask for a transfer, you know, all kinds of different things of that nature. You guys know your teams better than anybody, especially that I know. Hey, I'll let the champs go first. I'll let the champs go okay. first. Respect. Respectful, respectful. So, Scott, what, what, Clemson, man. Clemson this year, man. 2019-2020. What's going on with Clemson this season? How are you feeling? Do you feel good? you feel good about it? You know, or is, is there any kind of doubts? Are you still cool with your schedule? I want you to talk about that schedule too. I want you to go ahead and, and stick up for your guys and your schedule and your coach and all that fun stuff. So, and yeah, the schedule, schedule is somewhat favorable. Um, mm -hmm. You know, especially one thing that I am slightly nervous about this year is the defense. Um, just, Due to the sheer fact that the entire defensive line is gone, um, one of those guys being Christian Wilkins. And for those that don't know, Christian Wilkins has been a part of every Clemson football team that has made the playoff, including the two national championship teams. Right. Every, dating back, it was his freshman year, they made the first run with Deshaun where they lost to Bama in that first championship game. Right, right. Um, so he's gone. Dexter Lawrence is gone. That whole starting defensive line. So they got to replace all those guys. A lot of studs. A lot of studs got drafted. And now, don't get me wrong. This is, you know, this is next man up at Clemson. You know, it's been proven time and again, you know, going from, you know, just over the last few years, you go from a, a Vic Beasley to a Shaq Lawson to, you know, you have your Christian Wilkins and your Cleveland Farrells and your Dexter Lawrence's and you got all these studs and now you got Xavier um, Thomas you got KJ Henry who was redshirted last year he's going to be a freak um, you got some other guys out there uh, Niles Pinckney he's going to be pretty good if um, he was the guy who it was during one of the fakes during the championship game he he was the guy who kind of snuck in there and got the got the tackle um, he's going to be replacing 
big uh, big decks up front. And I think he's going to be ready for week one. Um, but uh, the defense is probably my biggest concern, but it's really just with the line and, and maybe the linebackers. Although Isaiah Simmons is probably, you know, top five linebacker in the country. Um, the good thing with Clemson is Dabo knows how to rotate the guys to where they stay fresh and they stay healthy. And while other teams are wearing and tearing their first stringers and their second stringers, uh, we keep those guys, you know, he plays third stringers and fourth stringers so we can keep those guys healthy throughout the game and throughout the season. And I think that really attributes to Clemson's success over the last few years um, is how many players Dabo plays on average in a game. Um, the offense speaks for itself. Uh, you got Trevor coming back, Travis Etienne, who is a Louisiana native. I could not be happier he chose Clemson. Um, we talk about that one all the time. <laughs> dude, he's he's special. Um, and, you know, I mean, obviously, I ever since that freshman year, and, you know, I would send Malone and Jeff like, yo, look what Travis Etienne did this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, no, for uh, sure. So he's back. It's his junior year. He busts out. I mean, don't sleep on him in the Heisman race. Because a kid averages over eight yards a carry, which is in, insane. That's that's a career average. Yeah, no, that's special. Years. That's special. Um, yeah, no, he, he's he's legit. He's legit. Yeah. The wide receivers speak for themselves. I mean, you got first rounders everywhere. Um, T. Higgins is going to be the uh, a first round pick next year. Uh, Justin Ross is going to be a first round pick in two years. Um, dude, Joseph Ngata. Just remember Joseph Ngata. That's your guy, huh? N-G-A. You're saying this episode one of Free Tuition. That's that's the guy. Joseph Ngata is um, our newest freshman wide receiver. Um, 6'4". He's about a solid 215, 220. Wow. Huge. He is the heaviest receiver on campus right now, and he's a freshman. Dude is a freak. Wow. Dabo is doing nothing but praising this guy. They like they asked him which freshmen are not going to get redshirted, and he said Joseph Ngata. No, so he's like, we're not redshirting this kid. <laughs> this kid is playing right away. They've got him uh, practicing in different, um, like he's practicing on both sides on, on the field in the slot. He's practicing on both ends. Like they've got him taking snaps all over the place because they want him on the field. Right. The freak, just dynamic player overall. This guy, you know, and and it's hard to believe that you can have somebody like him with T. Higgins and Justin Ross on the field, but he's going to be there, and he's going to be he's going to be special. Yeah, T. So, Higgins is legit, man. I love yeah. that kid. I've got T. a lot of our receivers. Ross, they're all legit, but just rem- today episode the pilot episode one, Joseph Ngata. So you know, I I now. The big question is, is the repeat. What's going on? You guys winning again? Yes. You're, you're, you're confident. I'm pretty confident. Um, you know, like, like I said, my biggest. As far as schedule is concerned, who, who, who are you most afraid of as far as schedule? Not even a playoff type situation because, you know, a lot of different things can happen in the playoffs. But just going through the season, what could stunt you from even making the mistake and not making the playoffs? You know, it's hard not to say Syracuse because of what they've done over the last two years. Um, and we're going to Syracuse, and, and that's week three. That's right after Texas A&M, mm-hmm. right after Georgia Tech, which is going to be, you know, by the time this airs, it's going to be tomorrow. 
and uh, the, it, it could really be um, it could really be the thing that could get Clemson is that Syracuse game. I'm not going to sleep on South Carolina at the end of the year because I do think that's going to be a you tough can't. match. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Yeah, um, it's a rivalry game. But Syracuse week three in the dome, that's going to be that's going to be a challenge. Um, having said that, Trevor, a full Trevor healthy throughout that entire game, I think is going to get a <laughs> W. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, <laughs> and obviously he got knocked out early last year, which almost caused us to lose the game. But, you know, we got saved by Chase Bryce and Travis Etienne and the rest of that and that defense. You know, again, that kind of alludes to the defense. And that's that's my fear is that defense. If something does happen or if Trevor is not mm-hmm. clicking, can the defense keep us in the games? And they've done right. it in the past, and it's going to be this year that is going to determine, like, okay, can Brent Venables do it again? Right. And well, I think he can. I think, you know, there's studs everywhere. Um, I think right now Dabo and Brent Venables are talking to the media about how nobody's kind of taking that next step, kind of become that alpha dog on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. And I think they're doing that just to kind of get them fired up, like get somebody to really be hungry. And or maybe all of them be hungry and just go after it when we start. But I think when it's all said and done, there's too much talent. Brent Venables is too much of a master. Dabo is too much of a master. Um, Clemson's going to sweep the board. They're going to go back to the college football playoff. Okay. Okay. Now before I before I switch over to Malone, let him get off on LSU. Uh, is do you do you think Trevor has a higher ceiling than Deshaun? By far. Okay. I was just, I'm just, just a curious question of my own. I was just curious. What I will go. say is that nobody has seen him run yet. Trevor, and, and I may even – I'm probably going to have to send you guys this highlight because I saw this a, a few days ago and I completely forgot about this. There's this highlight where Travis Etienne breaks for like a 40, 50-yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. And you can see Trevor coming up the other side trying to block some tackles, and he's going just about as fast as Etienne. Maybe faster. Like, the kid's got jets, but he doesn't have to run. Right, so you think he's just going to hold on to that, that bit of his game until the league hits? Dude, he can, he can flat out book it. And, okay. and we haven't seen that yet. So if that has to be, you know, factored in. Now, I don't think he, – he's such a good passer, though. Like, he doesn't need to do that. No, yeah, of course. But I'm saying in the league, he's going to have to at some point. It's, it, he's yeah, going to have to get away a little bit. He does have to. He's pretty good at it. Um, right. So – I do think his ceiling is higher than Deshaun's. Okay. Okay. Personally. Yeah. Well, Malone, the, the floor is yours, man. LSU. LSU, man. Well, first off, respect to the champions, man. Uh, Clemson had a great season last year. Um, you know, finishing off correctly. Uh, and knocking off Bama in convincing fashion. Yeah, so. we're, everybody, we're always okay <laughs> when Bama gets knocked off. That was- yeah, yeah, for sure. So that was <laughs> – Excellent, excellent work. I think uh, a lot of people enjoyed that. But yeah, man, LSU. Um, last year went ten and three. Really, if I'm really keeping the buck, last year probably should have won twelve games. Should have beat Florida. Um, and that A and M game, um, was was really hogwash. Uh, so um, yeah, uh, I think LSU was even better than their ten record, ten record, um, 
10, 10 win record last year. Uh, I think they're better than that. Um, but moving on to this year, got Joe Burrow coming back, senior quarterback. I love um, Joe, like, man. I really do. Yeah, yeah. Joe, man, Joe's going to be really good. Uh, he's got that that moxie to him. He's got that, you know, he's tough. Um, he's got that motor, he, man. He's got that motor, you know. He's 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 just a good enough athlete at the quarterback position where it's like, you know, he's not just a statue in the pocket, but he is a pocket passer, you know what I mean? He's um he's got a lot to him. I, I like Joe a lot. Um one one sneaky move that LSU has made over the offseason, uh they brought in a gentleman by the name of Joe Brady. Joe Brady has been the basically one of the passing game coordinators for the Saints for the past two seasons. Okay. Um so yeah, he's been you know how basically, that's been. Right. So we know how that Saints offense works. Um so basically this guy has essentially brought the Saints offense to LSU. Um uh if you've listened to anybody over the last, you know, couple years, all you've heard, especially like in the later half of the last miles there, all you've heard was, oh, yeah, the offense is changing this year. The offense is doing this. And it never changes. Um, over the last couple of years in the Orgeron era, big, big shout-out to Orgeron, by the way. Big <laughs> yeah. shout-out to Ed Orgeron. We're going we to we have some Ed, some fact, Ed stuff a, all year. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> go go Tigers. <laughs> man, I love Ed. I'm going to get to Ed in a couple of minutes. But um, Joe Brady, uh, he, um, he, he brought this offense over. And uh, I think it's going to be a big hit for us. Uh, I, I really do. Um, I think it's going to be nice. Um, I think it's going to translate. Uh, Ed Ogeron is kind of like a CEO. You know what I'm saying? He just kind of lets the, the coaches do their job. He doesn't right. micromanage. Yeah. He, you know, he, he gets on camera, says what he has to say. He makes big-time decisions when it's time to make them. Seals the recruits when it's time to seal the recruits. You know, he does his That's job. That's what it's about, yeah. yeah. That's what it's about, right? Um, but, yeah, uh, Joe Brady and our offensive coordinator, uh, LSU legend um, Steve Insmigger, is um, leading the show. Uh, they, got, they got Joe. Backup is uh, a, a kid by the name of Miles Brennan from, from Mississippi, but uh, his family originates from New Orleans. The Brennans, are, uh, they have a lot of restaurants in the city. Okay. Um, shout they get, out to they them. They get money in the man. city? Yeah, yeah, they got a lot of restaurants in the city and, and whatnot. But Brennan is like, if if Joe were to go down this season, it's 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 no drop off. Like it's no drop off. Um, I tell you, like for the first time in a long time, LSU probably has one of the better quarterback rooms like in the country. Not I know even that's been just, your thing. Like I know that's been and that's like, been one of my things. Whole thing is is getting that quarterback in because man, a lot of the times you know we would we would look at a game we'd be like man, if only this was. Yeah, exactly. I remember there been plenty of times where Malone said to me, "Hey, imagine if we got the quarterbacks that USC got." Man, you know, it's or, it's, uh, it's been a long road. It's been a long road. This is the first time in a long time I've ever been confident about that position. Um, uh, and so that 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 position is looking nice. Uh, we got we got running backs. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is is our uh, he's a junior this year. He's going to be leading the rush. Um, we actually have Leonard Fournette's little brother, Leonard Fournette. Oh, whoa, okay. okay. Um, he's kind of like one of our change of pace backs. He's like 5'10", but like 215. You okay. know what I mean? Right, right, right. He's, he's, he's put together pretty good. Uh, he can catch the ball really, really well, which is nice. I mean, you know, this new 
this new football wave, that's kind of what it's about. Yeah. Um, we have another young kid who's a sophomore named Chris Curry. Uh, he's kind of like our Marshawn Lynch type back. Um, at least that's where he models his game after. He's a big bruiser, like 5'11", 220-ish, uh, kind of run through you. But what it's really about, what it's really about in the 20, I guess the 2018 class, this freshman class that just came in, mm-hmm. LSU bar none, bar none, I don't care who you ask, had the best running back class come in as far as freshmen go. They had the two, like the number, the number one running back on, on 24-7 in John Emery mm-hmm. and like the number five running back in uh, 24-7. And yeah, shout 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 twenty four seven. Shouts uh Shay Dixon from twenty four seven. My shout guy, Shay, um, man, shout Shay, shout Shay. Uh, but anyway, um, we got two young guys in the running back position who are probably going to lead the way, uh, by the time the season's done. Um, and John Emery and Tyrion Davis Price. John Emery, I mean, he's he's really the one. Uh, that's all I can really say for now. We'll we'll see how it plays out, but we'll see. Yo. I'm putting LSU's wide receiver room up against anybody in the country's wide receiver room. <laughs> Shout and, and look, it really, if I'm keeping it a buck, LSU got the track record to prove it over the years. We've seen these guys go from LSU, where there's been subpar quarterback play, and mm-hmm. go to the league, and they got some of the best receivers right. in the whole NFL. If I'm right. if I'm lying, somebody no. tell me. No, you're not, lying. you're not lying. They're getting money. Uh, they doing it. They get contracts. They make the right efforts. Yeah, you, know, you, you guys make pro. LSU been making pros, and, I mean, you know, DBU is still what it is. Still alive. Still alive. Uh, by the end of the year, a guy by the name of Jamar Chase is, well, might be one of the top five uh, wide receivers in the country. He's a, a soft – no, he's a junior this year. That's how, um, we, that's how we're moving. Um, so so how, how, are we, how are we, you know – and and here's and here's the thing. Here's the thing with being LSU, in in the SEC, and your schedule, and the the teams that you have to play in order to get an opportunity to you know get to the chip. How do you feel uh, about potentially making the playoffs this year? All right. So because it's because I'm it's gonna see- you know, and we talked about this. You know, I feel like. Those Bama games, if, if you come out that game, even losing, if you, if you play competitively, you, it, it may not destroy you. It's kind it of like depends. How, yeah, it's kind of like how I alluded, earlier, alluded to earlier in the episode. There's a lot of avenues for LSU to get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the road goes through Bama and the SEC. That's just a fact. It's just a fact. LSU just has to handle their business everywhere else. They got a tough game against Texas in week two. Um, and really, matter of fact, if I'm really being honest, they got a tough game in week one against Georgia Southern, who plays a different style of offense than uh, most teams across the country. They play like a triple option type deal. Right. So that's going to be a tough game in week one in Death Valley. So, yeah, and then week two you got Texas, which is a tough game. And then the regular SEC schedule is that SEC schedule. Uh, got Bama on the road, which is going to be gnarly. Um, but luckily they have Texas A&M and Florida at home this year. So it kind of levels out a little bit, but yeah, you got to get past Bama to make it happen. Basically. Honestly, I think this is a year that LSU does go to the playoffs. Okay. Um, I That's think what I was trying com- to hear. I just want to know, like, are yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I think all the components are there, man. Um, all the components are there to make it happen. As far as, like, the rest of the team goes, I don't feel like LSU's defense really needs much of a – talking to about 
I think everybody knows. Yeah, that's what keeps um, you in for sure. It's a shoe in. Every year, if the LSU got anything, it's a defense, one of the best defenses in the country. As far as I'm concerned, Dave Aranda, the defensive coordinator, he's the highest paid. He's the best uh, in the country, period. I mean, if he, he had a real, big money. If, if, he's, if, he's, if he had an offense, it wouldn't have been like, I think we're really going to see this year. You know what I'm saying? When he has an offense, what, what, what the team really about is going to be a good time. Uh, LSU's best pass rusher last year, Caleb Von Chason was – he tore his ACL in the very first game against Miami last year. That They still won. Mm-hmm. And uh, we lost him for the whole year. Best pass rusher. Still won 10 games. Um, he's back this year in the best shape that he could be in. Um, lastly, lastly, LSU DBU, they have a freshman corner. Who is Who's going to start this year? This, this is – yo, this, I need y'all to really listen Yo, yo, I need, I need y'all to hear me. I need y'all to really hear me on this. This is like, if I'm saying anything on this LSU, this is like my biggest point okay. here today. Uh, there's a kid on a team named Derek Stanley Jr. Um, yo, he's like, he's the, you can like fact check me, whatever you want to do. He's the highest rated corner in 24-7 sports history. Um, this is a fact. He's the highest rated corner in 27, 24-7 sports history. We all subscribe. We all check it out. We all go look at the brand. Yeah, yeah. We love 24 Highest in history. We know about it. Yeah, yeah. He's the highest rated in history. Derek Stanley Jr., um, about 6'1", 190, between 190, 200 pounds. I mean, 17. He's still 17 right, years right, old. Right, right, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So he going like, to put on a 15 and maybe end up yeah. at 6'2", you know. Six Fun fact. Maybe. <laughs> You know what I mean? Fun fact, um, during uh, the bowl the bowl period, um, that's when a lot of high school kids are going to play, like in like the Under Armour game, the, uh, the uh, Army All-American game, like these high school all-star events. He had the opportunity, because he was an early enroll, he had the opportunity to just, you know, skip all that and go train with LSU before their bowl games. Wow. If you go listen and, and be in the That's practices fine. to get them ready for their bowl practice, right? So he, he participated in, I think it was maybe like three, four, five practices, you know what I'm saying, over a couple-week period. If you go look at any interview after signing day where the coaches could actually talk about it and all that good stuff, right. like, he was the best defensive player on the field. As a high schooler, seven, like, he had even – 17 like, years old. At 17 years old, like, they were like, yo, he could have played – because LSU were down a bunch of defensive backs in that game against UCF. They was like, yo, he, he would have been the best player on the field, That's period. Amazing. Period. So, yeah, check him out. They're they, they going to they they give him seven? Eventually. Right now. <laughs> still, uh, I mean, you seven. know, I, I know. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you know yeah. what he I gonna mean. He's going to get it. He's going to get it. He's going to get it. But he's going to be the one. Awesome. He's a punt returner, kick returner. He the man. Check him out, man. But awesome. Awesome. LSU, man, we going to get I know I took up a lot of time right now. No, yeah. no. That's cool, you know. You know, it's funny. Um Malone, when I was uh, looking over all my notes, I was I was going through who I thought was going to make the playoff and everything, and I had a case for LSU, and uh, and it all boiled down to who you told us about at the very beginning, Joe Brady. Yeah, yeah. That that's probably if y'all do make the playoff this year, I think it's be going to be because of him. More Absolutely, than, bro. More than anything. Absolutely. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, like you say, he was the Saints. Uh, he. Worked with the Saints offense, and uh, and he's your new offensive coordinator. I mean, dude, dude is gonna take 
that offense and, you know, basically do what you guys need them to do. Uh, like you said, um, just kind of get Take you some more next. chances, man. You know, I, yeah. I remember, I remember Malone screaming at the top of his lungs about, you know, running the ball <laughs> and specific plays. Like, just do this. It's like, what are we doing, man? Right, It'd be like right. third and nine. We're running a rock. It's like, just because we got Leonard Fournette, it's right, like, yo, right, come right. on, y'all. What are we yeah. doing? But, right. I know. get it. I get it. I get it. You know. But yeah, I, I really, I really want to do this, this free tuition top 25. Um, you know, we know the preseason top 25 is out. Um, things are going to start changing very soon. I, I just want to see, are you guys, when you guys look at the top 25, right, this AP, are you guys 100% with it? Or do you see a lot of things or a little bit of things that you would change yourself? Like who, who, who's, who's, not, who's not in the top 25 that you would have liked to see? I'm going to throw a really weird one out there. Army. I think Army is a top – I think Army is a top 15 team. Oof. Did you guys see what they did last year? They didn't won 11 games. Yeah. It was like 11 or 12. Like, they, they tore it up. And, uh, you know, their coach, they got what's – what, what's guy's name? I'm trying to um, – wow, hold on. Jeff Monken. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Monken. Jeff, so this guy like took Army, who was like a three, four win team, to a double digit win team for like the last two years, and this year they got one game that's against Michigan that I think they can win, and if they do, everything else they're gonna win, and they they could go, they could run the table if they beat Michigan. But see, and and that's that's the that's the playoff dilemma though. You know, right. Say they get past Michigan and then they run the table. What does it really mean for their chances of making the playoffs? I mean, really? I think because they have Michigan, that's one thing that, you know, when you think about teams like that, you think of UCF from two years ago mm-hmm. um, where they ran the table and they didn't make the playoff. But ironically, they beat the one team that beat both the teams that were in the championship. <laughs> right, right, right. And so that's why they gave themselves that, you know, self-proclaimed national championship. And I agree with them. I, I would do it. I mean, hell. That's yeah, I, I would do it too. If, I mean, yeah. they, they earned that, I think. Um, but what they didn't have was that, that, that win, that one win where you can defend. We say, wow, they beat this team. They're legit. And Army has a chance with Michigan. With that, but I'm saying they, they, they do that. Right. But, if they, but I'm saying they beat Michigan. Do you still see them making the playoffs? I think so. I think there's a chance. I think it's going to depend on what happens everywhere else. I would lose my mind. Um, That'd be crazy. <laughs> it think, would be. It would be insane. If you beat Michigan, like that's your, you know, because that's that's the talk. Well, who did they beat? Who did you? Who did UCF beat? Right. Well, Army's right. going to have that. They're going to. Well, they beat Michigan at the Big House in Week Two. Um, so if they can do that, and then they run the table everywhere else, and yeah, you may need some help other places, but they could do it. Um, so I'm really shocked they didn't get ranked. Uh, that's that's one for me. Who would you take out? Um, Who would fall out? Is there anybody you would take out to to impress for Army? Ford is so trash. They're so <laughs> trash. <laughs> you would drop Florida off, man. <coughs> Ford is trash. Um, no, I would. Uh, it, all jokes aside. Um, well, just give me one. Just give me one. Shoot, Florida. I honestly, just look. Yeah, you can. I mean, you can roll. Pretty, yeah, you everybody can. else is pretty good, man. Florida. They just looked so trashy the other day. 
Like they look so bad. I probably would not have said this. I know. See, that's the thing. We watched them play already. Yeah, we watched yeah. them play already. So I watched them play, and they look terrible. Um, maybe Stanford. I'm not maybe Stanford. Maybe maybe yeah, knocking twenty five right. off. Yeah, knocking twenty five off for Army. I hear you. Yeah. All right, Malone. What are you, what are you, what are you thinking, man? What are you thinking, Malone? Uh, as far as taking the team out, I'm kind of in that similar range with the Stanford. I'm going with Nebraska. I mean, I know their quarterback got hurt last year, mm-hmm. but I mean, you win four games. I mean, and now this year you're in the top 25. It's like, come on, man. Some question let's, marks. Let's, yeah. <laughs> let's 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 prove it first. I mean, let's give me give me something first, man. I mean, you won four games. You didn't even play in the bowl last year. You didn't play in the in the in the coffee table bowl. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> I mean, nothing. Our course, right? And it's crazy. Like I, I respect Scott Frost. He he did his thing uh, at UCF when he was the coach, and then you know went back to his alma mater and all that. You know, that's all that's cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He gotta he gotta prove it to me before I throw him in there. Um, Who would you like to see get put into the top twenty-five potentially? As far as put into the top twenty-five, it didn't make it. If Florida's eight, Miami should be like twelve. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I know. Florida right? sucks. I'm not. I'm not with Florida at all. Uh, I'm a. Um, I'm gonna throw a bone. I'm gonna throw a bone to some of my homies, man. No disrespect, Scott, man. No disrespect, Scott. But I'm gonna throw a bone to some of my homies, man, out there in Columbia, man. I'm, I'm gonna say South Carolina never should have got top twenty-five okay. spot, man. That's fair. Uh, I think Jake Bentley's a senior quarterback, right? Coming back. Um, yeah, you know, he's got a lot to prove. Got a lot to prove. Um, should be able to get it done. I think they got weapons. Um, I know they have a, you know, they should have a pretty solid defense. They got a couple of defensive backs. I think uh, they got a defensive back from Alpharetta High School, Jeff. Um, what? Uh, who? Uh, who? Joe Hornson. Joe Hornson. I think. Oh uh, wow! Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout Seriously? out to Joe Horn. I, I, I think so, bro. That's crazy. I think so. Um, you know, South Carolina really got this gun, pushed them over the top, though. Who? Old buddy, Tavian Feaster. Man, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let I'm gonna let them live. I'm gonna let them live. I mean, he's a five star coming out of high school, but where's he? He's proof? a five star. He's just not Who's... better than ETN. That's what happened. That's honestly what happened to him, man. I hated for him because. But he was he seen... really that good though? Period. Because he didn't prove it before ETN got there. Ah, uh, I mean, well, his freshman year that was Wayne Gallman's final year, so right. he didn't really get a whole lot of playing time. He had that one. Big touchdown against Boston College, I remember pretty vividly. Um, And then the year after that, it was – that was Travis's freshman year. Feaster was a sophomore. And it was supposed to be – like, I I felt like it was supposed to be his to take the reins. Um, And I think he even started the year as uh, RB1 Um, because you had C.J. Fuller and you had uh, a couple of other guys there too. But then ETN just broke out, and that was it, you know. Right. After that, ETN, he was RB1 going into his sophomore year, which was Feaster's junior. And uh, Feaster, obviously, like you say, he's a five-star guy. And a quote that I read for the reason him wanting to transfer was, I, I got to feed my family. And I get it. He's not going to probably get the same looks that he would if he were to stay at Clemson uh, to possibly go to the next level to go to the pros. So um, I get it. I mean – can't believe he chose South Carolina. I mean, yeah, I know, right? But yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, man. Of anywhere else, man. But you right. know, it is what it is. I, I wish nothing but the best, except for you know that last game in November. 
Right, um, right, right. I'll be each dirt. So, so okay, yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna yell off some games, and I want you guys to basically give me your predictions on these games, okay? So we already saw what the Gators and the Hurricanes did. Gators ended up coming out of that 24-20. Uh, Scott, look at here. We got uh, we got uh, UCF versus uh, Florida A and M, man. The Rattlers. <laughs> Florida A and M. How many games have we went to with Charles and his family? Scouts Charles, man. Um, yeah. I've been. To I've been to I think three, two, two or three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, never forget that, that moment we met T.I. at the Florida a That did happen. That, that did happen. And so, D.J. Drama um, at the time. <laughs> with that being said, UCF is going to uh, take <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're going <laughs> to they're gonna, they're gonna buy the Rattlers. Uh, Malone, do you agree? Yeah, no, nah, for sure. Uh, we have Clemson versus Georgia Tech. Um, it's going to be interesting, man. I'm, I'm really excited. <laughs> uh, I'm just – hey, guys, I'm – I'm just excited for the game. I'm no, so I know, I know it's true. Right, 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 right. Um, and uh, obviously, I think Clemson's going to beat them. You know, that new coach, first game, new system, and you're going to Death Valley high, uh, Thursday night. You know, ACC Network kickoff, yeah, it's, man. It's, a, it's an 18 game. Gonna, they're not going to be ready. Clemson's ready for that type of game, and I don't think Georgia Tech will be. And let me throw something in there real quick. Um, I think Clemson's going to win the game, but I want to give a quick shout out to um, Georgia Tech. Got a couple, uh, got a couple New Orleans guys on their defense who are really, really, really good. Uh, I think can make an impact. I don't know if y'all, uh, Georgia Tech had a, a legend. Um, they had a linebacker play on their team a long time ago in the eighties. Uh, Patrick Swilling. He played for the Saints. Saints legend. His two sons play for Georgia Tech now. One's oh, a linebacker. Yeah, one's a linebacker. One's a corner. Both really good. Actually, went to my rival high school in New Orleans. Um, they went to the rival school, but uh, cool. yeah, they're 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 two sons. Yeah, they're they're really good. They're really good. Um, I think they'll make an impact, but we'll we'll see. But I'm definitely taking Clemson to win the game for sure. The atmosphere, right. random chance. We got Texas A&M versus Texas State. Um, yeah, chalk it up to A&M. Uh, Kellerman, year two. Or well, year two is a starter. Jimbo year two, three, two. Uh, can't recall. It's two or three. Aggies got it. Aggies got it. Yeah, yeah. they got it. Uh, we got Utah versus BYU. I'll give that to Utah, man. They're gonna they're gonna eat those boys at the line of scrimmage. Utah is again, and that's that's a dark horse for me um, to make the playoff. So I'm gonna give it to Utah. Yeah, I got Utah as well. And then Michigan State and Tulsa. Golden Hurricane, Michigan State. This could be a bounce back year for Sparty. Um, you know they got a uh, they got a nice little team down there. They're you know they've been down a little bit. I'm gonna go with uh, Michigan State. Okay, uh, Wisconsin, South Florida. Wisconsin. They got a running back who actually has uh, Heisman potential. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Wisconsin. All right, yeah. all right. I like uh, I like Jonathan Taylor in Wisconsin too. Those Buckeyes versus uh, Florida Atlantic Owls. It's going to be interesting. Um, hey, man. Um, Buckeyes, Lane Kiffin. Buc- oh, what's up, what's up? Lane Kiffin, man. <laughs> hey, actually, hey, you're, you're right, hey, Scott. you never know. Go out there. Yeah. Oh, I'm just kidding. Buckeyes are going to kill him. But, you know, every time I think of FAU, I think of Lane Kiffin. I, I, have you guys seen his little promo video he made like a year or two ago? 
No, I don't. You guys got to look this up. It was like his first year at FAU. It is the funniest video ever. It's almost like a recruiting video. And uh, I'm going to send you guys the link. Yeah, link me, link me. All right, so we got, uh, let's see, uh, UNI Panthers versus Iowa State. Who y'all got? Iowa State's been in the top 25 in a lot of these polls this year. So they have been. They're 21 right now. We'll rock out. Hey, real quick, real quick, going back to the Ohio State matchup. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see Justin Fields this year. Ohio State's getting a lot of hype, and uh, we haven't really seen Justin Fields. So it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, see if he lives up to it or not. Shout out, shout out Michael and Jeremy. They've been Buckeyes since I've known them. Jeremy's pretty excited about Justin Fields and yeah. Ryan Day and what's getting ready to happen. So, yeah, he's – I've been hearing about it. Um, they're what gonna about – They're going to trash FAU. Nebraska yeah, sure. and South Alabama. South Alabama has a pretty cool uh, little Jaguar logo. Man, I kind of like that, man. But uh, what do you guys think about Nebraska versus South Bama? What you think, Scott? Scott Frost, man. Um, <laughs> they're, they're at home. I mean, that's really yeah. going to be – Yeah. Love it. Um, Honestly, man, I Nebraska, they got a favor, uh, favorable schedule. I kind of get the hype a little bit. Um, I understand, you know, that, yeah, they only won four games last year. But they got a lot of pieces coming back, so they'll win this week. And they'll probably win – they'll, they'll make a bowl this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I got uh, Nebraska as well. But shout-out to South Alabama. They, um, they're in Mobile. Uh, past the rest of the every time I'm going home to New Orleans, cool little city. So, shout out nice, to nice. South Alabama. So, we got those Washington Huskies you guys are talking about so much versus Eastern Washington Eagles. I'm sure that's a smash. Oh, yeah. Eastern, yeah. Eastern City. Let's do it. Uh, this next match, uh, we got <laughs> Crimson Tide versus Duke. Well, this hey, is basketball, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, all right. <laughs> but uh... they're playing at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Oh, cool. They're here in the A. Yeah. yeah. It's the uh, Chick-fil-A kickoff, I oh, think. Chick-fil-A joint? Right, okay. Right. It'll, it'll, okay. Be on, it'll be on ABC at 3.30 Eastern. I feel like Bama's in that thing every year, that Chick-fil-A. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they got a contract. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, you, you, got, you guys got Bama finishing that one, though? Uh, yeah. I mean, Duke has a real coach, but uh, yeah, they're not winning this game. Right, right, right. Um, to a master class? Yeah, for sure. We got Penn State and Idaho. I'll tell you, I don't really know too much about Penn State this year. What the hell they got going on? They're ranked 15. Uh, Well, you know, preseason-wise. Yeah, (laughs) preseason-wise. But, I mean, they they should win this game, I guess. Yeah, I'm a – Penn State's at home. Um, They're going to – yeah, they're going to take the dub. All right, so what about Stanford and Northwestern? Dude. <laughs> telling y'all, man. This is on Fox. This is on Fox at four. Fox at four, four o'clock Eastern. What, where's the game at? Where's the game at? It's at Stanford. It's at Stanford. It's at Stanford. It is at Stanford. At Stanford in Stanford in China. I don't care, man. Hunter Johnson's gonna go in there and get that dub. You going, you, you going for Northwestern? Northwestern, man. Okay. Okay. Well, you can you do it? <laughs> hey, man. I've been on Stanford's campus, man. It's a nice campus, man. I'd be fired up to play there, man. I'm going with the boys at home, man. I'm okay. going. I'm okay. going. I'm going with the Cardinal. I'm going with the Cardinal. Scott, man, we get. I think this might be our first little discrepancy on these yeah, games, man. We can, put a little, we can put a little wager on this one if you want. 
How much do you believe, Scott? Yeah, I can talk about that off there. Yeah, talk about no, that. No, yeah, we, yeah. We, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, man. We, I we, believe, yeah. Yeah, we'll put that. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it off air, man. I just wanted to put it out there. So we, we got back. Yeah. Syracuse and Liberty. Cuse, man. Cuse is, Cuse is nice, man. Shout out yeah. to what's, – what's coach's name, Scott? Dino Babers. Dino Babers, man. There's some real ones, man. <laughs> Syracuse got some real shit going on up there with their football crew. Bro. I don't know much about Liberty Flames, so I'm sure that's a smash. Um, we got Georgia, those Bulldogs, versus Vandy. Yeah, it, it, is, it is in Vanderbilt. Is that Vander? Yeah, it is. But, I mean, you know, man. I, yeah, I, I, I expect the Bulldogs to come out of that. Yeah, I'm going dogs, but shout out to, uh, to Vandy. Uh, here you go, Malone. LSU versus Georgia Southern. Hey, man. Um, going with the Tigers, man. Going with the Bayou Bengals. Uh, it's going to be a tough game, though. Georgia Southern, like I said, they, um, they play a different style, so it's going to be a tough game. Uh, Ed Orgeron this week said they've kind of been looking at them, preparing since – the second national signing day ended in February, so okay. they should be prepared. Um, yeah. Scott, I'm assuming you got Tigers. Yeah, I, and I, I kind of agree with Malone, though. I mean, Georgia Southern is not just a uh, like a chalk it up dub. Um, we not at all. Back and yeah, they they're they're real. Um, but uh, yeah, Tigers definitely going to take it. Now we got <clears throat> Michigan Wolverines versus Middle Tennessee. Blue Raiders. Game's in Michigan. So. Yeah, Michigan's uh, going to take this one. Um, <laughs> yeah, go on, Michigan. Michigan. To me, I would say this next matchup, it will be on, at, on ABC at 7.30 Eastern time. Uh, it's probably one of the bigger first week matches. Auburn versus Oregon. Man, I tell you what. Pac-10. This is a good one. Well, a really pa- good one. Pac-12, Pac-12 needs Oregon to win this game. Yeah, they do. I will say that. I will say that. Uh, Oregon probably has a better quarterback going into the matchup, but I'm not sure that's going to dictate all the way as far as them winning the football game. But Justin Herbert is definitely probably the better quarterback um, going into the actual game. So uh, I think he's projected as probably, you know, one of the top three quarterbacks off the board in 2020 drafts. So they got the advantage there, but I'm just not sure, man. I'm not sure, but push come to shove. I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm a go with the Ducks. I'm going to okay. Ducks. Okay, okay. Sky, you going to Auburn or you going Ducks? Man, I thought and and I thought you were about to go towards Auburn. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> with the Corso, man, not so fast. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm. I agree with Malone. I think uh, Oregon's going to take the dub, and and the reason I think so, it, it does go back to the quarterback play. But on top of that, Oregon, you know, they probably have, if not the best, at least top three best offensive lines in the country. And it's a good nugget. That's a good nugget right there. Yeah. I think they're going to give Herbert enough time to do what he needs to do. Because if we know Auburn, what they're good at is defense. And they mm-hmm. usually have a pretty stout defensive line every year. But I think Oregon has the the big boys up front to stop that. It's a neutral site game. It's uh, at AT&T Stadium. Um, so there's no home field advantage for Auburn or Oregon. And so, I mean, well, I guess Auburn, they don't have to travel as far. But, 
Yeah, I know what you mean. It's definitely uh, – I definitely think that that's Auburn's game to lose. Okay, awesome. So we got Iowa versus Miami, Red Hawks, Ohio. You know, it's, that made me think of the <laughs> Miami and Ohio. I know, I know right? <laughs> I had to make sure I put that in there. Um, it's the Hawkeyes, man. Yeah, yeah. Hawkeyes all the way? Yeah, Hawkeyes, one of those steady teams every year. Yeah. Know, they'll get it done. Uh, those Longhorn, Texas Longhorn versus Louisiana Tech. Yeah. Man, don't sleep on the Louisiana boys, man. Hey, let Bulldog, me say Bulldogs this. Bulldogs may put up a fight. Hey, Louisiana Tech got one of the top corners in the country, Amig Robertson, mm-hmm. on their team. Um, he uh, He's a kid who had an LSU offer. They got an LSU offer late in the process. I can't remember the exact recruiting class, um, but got an offer late, uh, but had a chance to go to Louisiana Tech and be the man from day one, and he's been the man as well. Uh, really, really good corner. Um, may shut down the side of the field in the game, but obviously they won't get it done But as a team. But just something to look out for if you're watching the game. Scott, you got you got Longhorns. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Longhorns. There's gonna be the Longhorns, yeah. And Washington State versus New Mexico State. Washington State putting up buckets, man. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, you know. Yeah, Washington State putting up. Cougars buckets. got that. They're at home. Um, I'm gonna go Washington State. And then on Sunday, September first. Finally, we're in September. You know, we're getting we, we're trying our hardest to get to the fall, guys. So I'm I'm excited about this. Weather's already kind of changing in Georgia. I don't know how it is in South Carolina. Yes, guys, it cooling down. It got a little bit cooler. Um, but I looked at the weather, man. It's about to heat right back up like no. tomorrow. Great. Well, we got Oklahoma versus uh, Houston Cougars on ABC. Only game on Sunday. Hey, Amen. I think that could be a little toss-up, Scott. I think that could be a little toss-up, man. Uh, Houston's known for scoring points. It's like I I talked about earlier in the show. We've never seen Jalen Hurts in this kind of offense. We don't really know what's going to happen. It might be a cool little shootout. It might be a cool little shootout. I'm going to go with Oklahoma to win the game, but it might be a nice little little duel. I agree. I mean, it's – it's yeah, it's going to be – I think we're talking about like a 70 – Plus win total points, or uh, yeah, seventy plus total points scored. So it's definitely going to be a shootout. Um, I'm going to go with Oklahoma too. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit closer than the spread is. Like I think it was twenty when I saw 23, 23 point spread. I think it's going to be closer oh, wow. than that. I think it's going to be a, yeah, that's kind of high. I think it's going to be more like a uh, at the very most like a two touchdown game. And then on Monday, September 2nd, we got Notre Dame versus Louisville. Uh, I go with Notre Dame, man. That's fighting Irish W? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Notre Dame, too. Louisville, they, they still haven't recovered from Lamar Jackson. So, right. yeah. That is uh, – Which is kind of interesting. Right, so. right. But well, at the end of the day, Notre Dame is probably going probably gonna to beat them up. And that is the top 25 uh, week one matchups. I just wanted to go through those. Is there any other key matchups that you guys would like to talk about outside of the top 25? I just wanted to go through those and kind of see what you guys thought about that. Here's one. I'm sorry. Uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, battle of the uh, Carolinas. Actually, yeah, good good call. Good call, dude. That's a a good one. 
Yeah, that's a uh, it's usually neutral site. Um, it's in Charlotte, Bank of America, and uh, it's the they call it the belt kickoff. Um, South Carolina is probably going to end up winning this game. They're favored by ten, but North Carolina man, Mac Brown, year one. Mac Brown, man, new coach, yeah, new deal. They got a lot of former Carolina players back on staff. It may be, uh, it may be kind of cool. That's a that's a good call on the game to check out. Uh, Boise State, Florida State. Seven o'clock on Saturday on ESPN, so that's following the uh, the Carolina game. Hey, talk about a team that's got some pressure on them. Florida State, man, they got some pressure on them. I to say we they, haven't even get their act together. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't talked about them at all because they're like nowhere near relevant. Yeah, I mean they're not relevant. I got a buddy who's a big time Florida State fan, and uh, man, it's crazy. Like the the fall from like the James years to to now, it's been insane. Um, but hey, these things happen, right? <laughs> these things happen. And uh, Jeff, obviously, I mean, we can't leave you guys out. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping. I was hoping we could move on. That would be a cool game too. Fresno State at USC, ten thirty p.m. We'll on win. Saturday we'll win. ESPN. We'll win for sure. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening to the first episode of Free Tuition. Scott, I know it's been a long time running. We've been trying to get this thing happening, make it work. It's happened. Uh, we will definitely be back next week to discuss some of these games that we just got done talking about. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I'm really excited for this season. I think it's going to be a great time. Keep you guys up to date with everything that's going to be happening in the NCAA for the most part. Yeah, no. you guys want to say before we log off? Hey, appreciate you guys listening. This will be the, the first episode of many. Um, yeah, we're going to keep on rocking out. Uh, let us know what you like, don't like. Um, and, you know, we'll keep bringing you the content. Yeah, it's, uh, this has been, guys, this has been so much fun. Um, I'm so excited, like, that we are going to get to do this a lot. Yeah. And just just talk about college football man and, and 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 we barely scratch the surface i mean we haven't even talked yeah. about recruiting yeah no we'll, we'll have, we're definitely gonna have those moments man we're yeah like, together. There's, so, there's so much that we're gonna dive into throughout the uh throughout this journey man and everybody out there listening uh really glad you're tuning in and uh you know being a part of this and uh i can't wait for you to hear everything else we're gonna bring to the table and uh it's been a been awesome getting to this point i can't wait for us to continue uh pushing on from here we will see you guys next week on free tuition